Hello and welcome to Down to Earth Convos Down Under, Episode 2. In this one, we're talking tips for school leavers and high schoolers around how they can create value, make smart moves early on in their professional journeys. Hey Ali, how's it going over on the beautiful Sunshine Coast? Oh, it's so beautiful over here, Brad. I'm going very well over here. And how about you over there in Perth, Western Australia? How's things over there? Absolutely perfect here too. It's a great day. Definitely going great well. Day. It looks like a nice day. So in today's Down to Earth Convo Down Under, we're talking tips to the graduates and school leavers about what they can do to start earning and creating value for themselves and others. What a great topic. So we're going to be sharing some tips with any parents that are listening today and some year 12 graduates or kids that are just dropping out of school at any time throughout their journey, their school journey. And even if they're not, because I know that uh, one one way to raise self-worth is to raise your net worth because your net worth and your self-worth is a direct reflection. So why not encourage our kids, our future generation, to get out there and start learning some real life skills on the job and hopefully get paid to do what they're going to be learning and hopefully it will be around what they love and enjoy or have meaning and purpose in. So that's what we're going to be chatting about today, Brad. Yeah, or discovering that meaning and purpose too because uh, nobody... Because a lot of people... Well, from a young age, you may not know. Yeah, don't know what they enjoy doing and it's a process of discovery for sure. And there's no good that comes from lounging around like a lizard. I love that saying. It's a good way to describe what we don't want for our kids. I know that uh, through the last few years where I've been really tuning into our youth in particular, and when they come out of school, there can be a tendency for them to fall into a rut, which is where they do lay around like lizards, so to speak. And if someone's finishing work, finishing school, I should say, and they have got no purpose or no job, no part-time job to go to, they can fall in a rut, but we need to snap them out of that. We need to introduce new habits, behavior early, which is what we're going to be chatting about today, touching on that. For sure, because you don't want it to turn into a habit where you're at 25 or later, you've never really had a job or a meaningful job anyway. Um, you're playing games all day or sitting on social media or just not doing anything valuable with your time. That does not do good things for your self-image, your self-concept. And um, it's very destructive. It's very destructive, especially these days with the rising level of anxiety, depression amongst our youth. And social media has a lot to answer for, but we're not going to touch on it too much today, but we want to make parents and, and kids out there aware that if you have a reason to get up in the morning, if you have a purpose and you are earning income or learning lessons, that's a great way to raise self-worth and self-image. And that is a very important topic to talk about for sure, particularly these days and with our youth. And not only that, it raises your energy, your vibration, and then that creates more opportunities for you. You feel better about your day-to-day life. It's, it's on-flowing effects are enormous. Absolutely. Yeah, it's all about uh, living life to the fullest, learning things, learning lessons, earning income. Yes. Having meaning and purpose. Yeah. Have think a fulfilling day. One thing that is 
essential is to try lots of different things, right? Before you settle on a particular path, unless you really deeply connect with something in particular and you know you want to pursue that. But I would say in general, don't narrow your scope to one or two things that you just think you're interested in because they sound good or they look good on TV. Because if you've not been a part of it and you don't have that experience, then you don't really know. So include those, of course, but include another 10, 15 other things that you don't really know anything about. And you'll learn infinitely more about yourself. You'll be able to leverage lessons in those and use them when you do move forward, wherever you go. And it'll do wonders for your growth. So if someone offers you an opportunity, I think there is a lot of value in saying yes a lot when you're young, because it's really how you grow. Uh, what would you say, Ali, as a, um, an idea for young people to have and to keep with them when they're moving forward professionally? I couldn't agree with you more on that one. Expand your horizons, like think outside the radar, because I think that if you narrow that down too much, you will be missing golden opportunities that can come your way. And if you haven't actually got a job right now and there's an opportunity that comes up, which does happen, yes, step up, stand up, step up and step out and just try it. Even if you discover that it's not what you love and enjoy, that's fine. But at least give it a go because there's always lessons to be learned. There's stepping stones to move on to something better, bigger down the track. I love, the, I love to share that Warren Buffett, for our young ones, may not know that uh, Warren Buffett is one of the rated the, one of the most successful investors in our time and he's full of golden nuggets of wisdom. Warren Buffett had multiple jobs before as a teenager before the age of 16, he even sold golf balls, which was something that my brother did when he was young, when we grew up in a, in a beautiful suburb in Melbourne. So it is, there is no shortage of opportunities. I believe there are always jobs for those who are looking for those who are persistent. And even if it's just a work experience, and I know that, um, that businesses will be open. There's a lot of businesses out there that love to give young people opportunities. I know that I'm one of them. My business, ePlants, is definitely one of those businesses. So I'd love to encourage parents and youth to stand up, step up and step out and try new things. So, yeah, expand your vision and don't narrow it down too much because you could be missing out on a golden opportunity. Great, great point, Brad. Yes, expand your vision. Uh, that is entirely true. And don't narrow it to the jobs in the newspaper or on Seek or wherever you happen to be looking. Uh, there's a lot of companies that will hire you that aren't advertising for a position if you can pitch them and position yourself as someone who can create and add value for them. Great point. Now, I know that resumes are old school. So I've been chatting to you and our colleagues many times about the old school resumes. And now there's something that's come about that your title, it's titled Pitch Deck. Can you please share with everyone, our listeners today, tell us about the Pitch Deck and how it relates to, compares to, say, the old-fashioned resume? Yeah, so the Pitch Deck model, typically, that comes from what a new creator would use to secure venture capital. So they'd create a Pitch Deck and they'd pitch an investor. So it's a little bit like that. And I think really it starts with defining and working out what is your 30 second spiel 
that you could give to a professional in an elevator that would make them want to hire you like an elevator pitch. And I would say, don't overcomplicate it. Think about what you're good at, what are your strengths and why is, why are those valuable to the person that you're speaking with? That's really all you need. It doesn't matter if you aced your exams or flunked out of school because it means absolutely nothing in the real world. No employer cares what your exam scores were. They just want to know that you have a good attitude, a good mindset, that you can create value for them. And that means, you know, creating more value than what they pay you essentially. Um, and that you can share ideas, do great work and that you're reliable. And if you do that, you're golden. And so there's lots of ways you can create these pitch decks. You can just write a really great email and that could be it. You can do a PowerPoint presentation with a few slides about who you are and the value you can create. You can go onto crash.co and create a pitch deck and start sending that to companies and do it that way. And you can showcase your skills on there. You could also build your own website and put who you are and what you do and the value you can create that way. It's dead easy. If your Golly. skills are in creating websites, maybe they're not, maybe it's uh, the, the PowerPoint model because everyone's created PowerPoints. Everyone knows roughly how to do it. Um, if you read a, or watch a video um, on, you know, a three to five minute video on good design principles, you make it look good. Um, then you're already a cut above. And so there's endless options. You could start writing on medium and start engaging on Twitter in discussions in the spheres that you want to get into. Um, really there's endless opportunities or maybe you don't want to, maybe you don't want a job. Uh, maybe you want to do something yourself. And in that case, I'd recommend you don't need a job. You need guts by Ashley Amber Jay. And she goes into exactly how you can create a job for yourself. But really, I think if you know what you want to do, and not everybody does, but if you have some idea, read three books, watch five videos, and pick a podcast in that space every week and listen to it so that you're staying up to date. And then you're already ahead of 99% of people um, if you just do those three fairly simple things. Well, that is incredible. Uh, what a new world that we're living in these days. And what I've picked up, Brad, from sharing that the pitch deck and the opportunities, like I wouldn't have even thought about a young a, a youth of today even producing a website just to show to show themselves their their strengths, their what they're good at, who that little bit about who they are. It used to be written in the cover letter back in the day on the, with the resume. And it's in, in, in doing that, they're actually displaying some of the skills that they have with their writing and their content writing or photography, possibly if they're putting photos in there or designing the website. That is um, incredible. Like I wouldn't have even realized that. And, and I, there would be so many out there that wouldn't. For sure. And it's not just for the code monkeys anymore. There are a lot of um, no code tools that you can use to build websites just by dragging, dropping, clicking. It's all very simple if you uh, type the right things into Google that will tell you how to do it. And, um, and so another point yep. is that uh, emails are the new cover letters. So you don't need to write a cover letter and put that into a Word document. Your email is the cover letter. Got it. So, and then 
I'm guessing a punchline would be the heading so that someone would open your email. I know that that's quite important as well, isn't it? A great subject line, one sentence or maybe two introducing who you are and then get straight to the point. What can you do for them? What, why are you contacting them? A great email, a great cover letter in this sense, it's going to be pretty short. It's going to be two, maybe three paragraphs. Uh, why, why are you reaching out to them or who you are, why you're reaching out to them, what you can do for them. That's really all you need to cover. Cause if you have it too long winded, um, Zach Slayback makes a very good point. You need to assume, and maybe you're not pitching someone who is, uh, a super high net worth individual. Maybe it's just the local business owner who, uh, isn't in that status and tier. But write this email anyway, do it, follow this method. Assume that they're about to catch a plane and they're at the airport and they're, you know, doing the things that they need to do. They're walking to their gate and they pull up the email on the phone. Are they going to read lots of paragraphs and scroll through? Are they even going to click it if it has a crappy um, subject line? No. Short and, sweet. Short and sweet. Short and sweet and to the point. And to the point because and they want, you want them to be able to respond to it too, not just read it. But sure, that sounds great. Let's make a time. Something like that. You want a response. And that's showing initiative, isn't it? I love it when I'm receiving a lovely email with a nice opening and an introduction, short and sweet. And because not the average, the average person doesn't do that. So to think outside the box and use initiative, you really need to stand out above the rest when you're looking for a job because it's a competitive world out there. So these are just some ways that you can do that. What um, an incredible seed that you've planted for our listeners today. Pitching is if you're pitching. I know that there's, uh, I've listened to pitch to Richard Branson and I know you've got those split, what was it? Three seconds to grab someone's attention. So to keep that in mind too. So that catchy headline, introducing yourself with a powerful opening, short, sweet, that's excellent. We need to stand out above the rest. Uh, well, let's talk about intention, like setting the intention. I know that when I have approached writers to um, write forwards in my book and my daughter who's in the acting space, before I send something off, it's even setting the intention before we do a, our down-to-earth convo down under, with, uh, like today, set the intention that this is going to be received well and that you have got a purpose behind the email that you're sending is to, to find, for someone to discover you and give you a chance, an opportunity. A hundred percent. So with those emails, you, you don't ask for someone's thoughts. You don't, don't be vague. If you're vague, they're not going to respond and they're going to be a little bit annoyed. And so if you email again, they'll, they might ping oh that person. No. So I think not being vague is the very greatest key there. So be specific. Do you want to, um, meet up for coffee? Do you want to jump on a quick call? Do you want to do a small project for them? Are you proposing a small project that you do for free or for a limited budget and you're bringing that idea to them um, as a foot in the door first step? Maybe maybe there's something here, maybe there's not, but let's try this project and see. Be specific. Be specific. That's great. And that uh, should tip over to other areas of our life as well. Be specifically ask for what you want. The universe will deliver. So keep it simple. Keep it short and sweet. Keep it specific. Yes. 
and when we and yeah and ask for the opportunity to meet coffee or what have you now just let's fast forward a little bit and just imagine that the email was received well and that was the intention and the purpose behind it so let's just put a scenario forward that some young guy has got a meeting for coffee at a cafe with the potential employer how do they dress what what tips have you got for them well, you want to dress uh, appropriately. So if it's a professional job, then you want to dress professionally. If it's casual, you still want to dress well, but you don't want to dress uh, in a suit necessarily. So you want to be um, appropriate for the situation for the person that you're meeting too. So if they wear a suit, it's probably a bit more uh, likely that you should wear a suit. If they're the founder of a tech startup and they just wear a t-shirt and jeans, probably going to help if you wear a t-shirt and jeans as well. So use, use your judgment and um, meet up with uh, the expectation that you're, you'll dress as though you're part of the team so that you'd fit in with that company's culture. If there's uh, photos of the team online, then you've got a sense of how you should be dressing if you want to be part of that team. Make it easy for that uh, person to visualize you as someone who is part of the team already. Excellent. That is a great point. And how will they show up? Like, let's talk about punctuality. If they had an appointment, which was like an interview, how do they show up? Like what time? What, do you, what, what gives you the Early is on share? time. I think that's one of your catchphrases. Definitely. Early is on time. Early. Yes. Early is on time. On time is late. Mm. Great. So that just showed I, I, as an employer interviewing many people over the years, hundreds of people, I always notice those that rock up 10, 15 minutes is not too rude, but you always be patient because you have arrived early, but it's noticeable. And just to keep in mind that it may not be acknowledged that you've arrived early, but it will be noticed. Yeah. So it may not even be consciously uh, seen, but it will be subconsciously seen if you're already there or if you arrive early and they arrive early, uh, they'll notice. Yes, that's right. So now touching on attitude. So I love the attitude of gratitude that someone's taken. So this potential employer has taken time out of their busy day to invest in an interview. So yeah. I think that it's a, a nice reminder to share that with our, our, our youth that are going for jobs these days. Yeah, to, because... to go in and yeah. And it's reflective and it's a vibration. Gratitude is a really great emotion to have. Absolutely. Jobs aren't uh, a charity. It's, they're not doing you a favor by hiring you. Um, they've, they've built a business and they're taking a risk in a lot of ways by bringing you on. So I think there's uh, definitely the need to be grateful for the fact that they've taken the time to listen and to uh, decide that you are worth listening to. And to give you a chance, to give you the opportunity to sell yourself to them. That's exactly what you're doing. And that's the way to think about it. You are selling yourself to them. And so even when you're having casual conversation with them, perhaps you're not, you're not always uh, talking about your skills and what you can bring to the table. Maybe you're talking about who you are a little bit. But if you are genuine and if you are, come across as a responsible, respectable person, that all works in your favor. Yes. And you dressed your best appropriately. You've arrived early, which is on time with an attitude of gratitude that someone's investing their time. That's all excellent. And linking. 
So you want to sell yourself like in the pitch, but linking your, your strengths or what you're interested in or what you love, you, it, we may or may not know, they may not know what that is quite yet, but linking it to how they can help the business. So it's always about that business. Yes. So be curious, learn about what they are, who they are, what they're doing, because chances are from yes. an outside perspective, you don't know a whole lot about how the business functions, how it operates, whether they invest heavily in marketing, sales, operations, and how heavily. Um, so if you ask good questions, you can provide ideas and you can see ways that where you can contribute that you're probably not going to see from an outside perspective. Maybe you've taken a look at their website. Maybe you've gone into their physical location, their store, if they have one. Uh, so you'll know a little bit. But you won't know the behind the scenes and there's a lot in business that is behind the scenes. And so the purpose of that interview is to learn a little bit more about that and to inject uh, in a thoughtful and intelligent way, ways that you can contribute and help. Absolutely. I'm so glad you brought that up about the website. And on the website, there's valuable things there like a mission statement and a values statement who the, who the company is what they're about their mission and all those sort of things the amount of employee potential employees that have come into my business looking for work i asked them that one question have you had a chance to visit our website the majority say no they haven't even been on the website and those that come in multiple times that revisit the actual business if it's possible shows interest and enthusiasm so sometimes i've actually employed his name was Henry. He came in three times and he had a biology background or he's studying biology. So I thought, you know what? Someone that comes into my business three times that has a, that's got biology on their, on their resume, actually it was, the subjects that I chose. I thought, why not give him a chance? And two people I've employed just on that alone because bio means life. Let's talk about social media presence. I've heard that your social media platform is a public resume. Have you heard this before, Brad? Yes, definitely. So LinkedIn is one, but it's getting to a point now where you're probably not going to get many, as many uh, business-related opportunities on LinkedIn as you're going to get on Twitter because that's where the conversations happen. LinkedIn is quite one-sided. It's businesses big noting and promoting themselves and individuals trying to promote themselves. And, you know, there'll be job postings on there. But think about what I was saying. It's not just about going after the job postings. And in a lot of cases, it's actually forget the job postings because that's where everyone's going. Like in my current job, we've hired a few people this year. And in a couple of days, hundreds of people apply. Hundreds, you're not going to stand out if, you, if you're just applying to jobs, I don't think. I think what you really need to do is to go and look at companies that are engaging, exciting, interesting to you to some extent and join in the conversation a little bit, interact with them. Uh, like you were just saying, if someone's interacting with you heavily on social media, they're going to stand out just like the guy that comes into ePlants on multiple occasions, just like the people who bother to visit the website and have a look around yeah. on there and find out who you are and what you do. Because it doesn't signal that you really care if you don't look at the website first. It just signals, I want a job, I want money, not I'm someone who is motivated and interested. 
and an employer is they want someone who's motivated and interested not someone who's there for a paycheck that's right and life rewards action so whatever step you take in that direction that you've made an effort taken energy time out of your day gone that little extra step visiting websites visiting the actual practice if it's possible or putting a pitch deck together in a video form to present like that is definitely ways that you can stand out above the rest so that's really excellent the one thing that i was going to just mention about social media is i remember having this young uh, this family came in actually it was the mum and dad came in and she was putting forward her 18 year old son saying he loves plants he's looking for a job do you know what i did i actually looked on back then it was facebook this is going back some time i know the young ones are not really on facebook these days it's more like snapchat but what i did was he had a social media platform on facebook and in the background it wasn't him but in the background on the couch was one of his mates on the couch doing this. And I thought, Oh, you know what? And it just made, it planted this seed. I thought I was, I had employed a few millennials and young ones already. And it made me think, you know what? I think I'm all good for the teenagers right now. And I didn't take him on, mm. but what I do, I always love to help others. And I knew that he had an interest in plants this particularly young 18 year old. So I forwarded his number to one of my colleagues an associate in the industry and who i absolutely love he's the most passionate guy in the industry palm he loves plants and palms in particular i put this young 18 year old onto my colleague and friend phil his name was this was five years ago do you know that that guy jay turned out to be gold he's still working with my colleague phil and i missed out on a winner because this particular guy was passionate about plants and Phil just raves about him. So look at that for a story, Brad, that when our, our youth are putting forward things on social media, Instagram is a big one with the youth. Let's just remind those guys that your profile is that can be seen as a public resume. So let's just be mindful of what you're saying, the words you use and the pictures. Just, just putting it out there. That's yeah, all. save the silly snuff stuff for Snapchats and Instagram stories. But um, if you want things that are going to last and be there for a longer term, uh, yeah, have a think about uh, what the best image that you want for yourself to be seen is. And, you know, there's, an, there's a, an element in there of don't judge a book by its cover, see? So Absolutely. because someone has a uh, silly picture, doesn't rule them out of being a productive individual either. But at the same time, you want to set yourself up with the best image that you can. And that doesn't mean being prim and proper and wearing suits in all your photos. That just means not giving anyone a reason to uh, question you. Or maybe, judge. maybe you're a judge, or maybe you use that as a filter. If you think, you know, you wouldn't want to work for someone who is offended or um, has a second guess because you've got your fingers stuck up, then you filter them out and that works for you. So yeah. you can use it both ways. That's right. And that was just, I just thought that was a nice contrast just to let, you know, the youth and parents out there that, you know, it is a judgmental. Unfortunately, we do judge a book by its cover. Um, that's a perfect example. But yeah, uh, that's all you've got yeah, to go on. Wise. Yeah. Well, you've got some, anything else you want to add to that? It's with what you've shared today. It's been great. And I think it's good use of examples. What about a, yeah, that positive attitude and belief? 
the belief that there are jobs out there. I know in Australia, we're, we're coming into our summer period, things are do, going well here. Some businesses are closed, not doing any business at all, but that's left this opening for those, for the other side, because we're all about balance, aren't we, Brad? That those businesses that are open are actually over busy and struggling in some cases. I know that's been the case for my business here in Australia. And what we competed against, Brad, which is uh, something to be considered, is that a lot of people in Australia, I know from personal experience or antidotal, antidotal evidence, that some people chose to leave their workplace to get the free money, which is not good. So in the back of our heads as an employer, we know that there's some that have chosen to take a break, let's say, to take the free money, lie around like a lizard, instead of using this opportunity to help the businesses that really need you right now because they're overly busy. So what, yeah. what do you think about that? There's a lot of perverse incentives and it's very unfortunate that they uh, exist because it does, it does incentivize doing nothing. And so there is an element of it's smart to sit around and do nothing and get money because um, you can do that. But at what cost? What is the long-term opportunity cost of not growing your skills, of not moving forward? Um, so balance up, look at it from that perspective. There are farmers who have hundreds of thousands of crops that are going to waste because no one's there to pick them. And what an opportunity that is. That was my first job picking, uh, limes, avocados, figs. And I loved it. It was a great way to get outdoors. It's a great way to make money. I learned an absolute ton about growing and those particular fruits. And it was just did wonders for me physically to be outdoors for six to 10 hours a day. Sometimes it would be 38 degrees. I think I had a 38 degree, 10 hour day. And that was one of the best days ever because I just pushed through it. Um, and that mindset of productivity is just lost on people that will uh, lay around like lizards and think that they're, you know, smart because they're gaming the system but at what cost there's businesses that are struggling um and it's not just the farmers too like you can look around your local area where are the places that are really busy they'll stand out there'll be lines there'll be crowds and when you were just touching on about the fruit picking is wouldn't that be a handy skill to have these days with people wanting to grow their own food in their own backyards and balconies and courtyards absolutely Brad, I've really enjoyed our chat today because I, my big takeaway is how you've awakened me to the new ways of doing things. And we're all about like the future and awakening, awakening parents, teachers, schools, kids to a new way of learning. And we just compared the old school way of resumes. They're a dinosaur. And you've introduced the pitch deck and all these new, new ways of pitching your qualities, your strengths, the things that you love and connecting them to a business, place of business or a company. It's really, really great. Keep it simple. Be specific. Short and sweet. Get to the point. Show up early, which is on time. Dress your best. Dress appropriately for whatever it is that we're doing, where we're going. And uh, what else? what else could you sum up by saying about our chat today. Thanks, Sally. Yeah, I definitely agree with those. Um, now wrapping up, I think the golden nuggets for school leavers and even young people 
looking for work, maybe you haven't left school, is to try new things to assess what value you bring to the table and seriously let that ruminate because if you're shrugging your shoulders and shaking your head and you're not trying and you're not taking yourself and your future seriously, uh, I would say don't rob the world of your gifts by pretending that you don't have any. Um, and from there, it's, you know, learn a bit about what you're interested in. Be thoughtful in how you present, like you said, both in your emails and physically with prospective employers and really exercise good judgment in what you do. And if you don't know what good judgment looks like, go on YouTube it. Think of someone in your life, someone that you know who has what you would consider good judgment and ask yourself what that person would do in that particular situation. Great, great advice. And it's no, don't be afraid to try new things and don't be too proud to take on those, those sorts of jobs like fruit picking. Maybe if it's not your cup of tea, your number one choice, it'll just be a stepping stone that'll lead you on to something bigger and better down the track that's more aligned with what you love and enjoy. And being young, it is no race. It's no race to the finish line. Just enjoy the journey. Just learn and grow and do the very best you can. But the important thing is like, have a go. You never know if you don't have a go. 100%. Do your best. Have a go. Well, thanks, Ali. It's been a great Thank conversation. Thank you, Brad. Another, another great down-to-earth convo down under. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Ali. Have a good one. Look forward to, See you next time. Look forward to the next one. Bye for now. Bye.